It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, the exhibition season has come and gone. We are officially one week from real basketball in Syracuse. Gosh, I can't believe we have made it this close to the season. It's amazing. We're at that point of the year that we always talk about. Basketball season is close. We're going to get you guys ready for it. All our 10 thoughts over the rest of the week here with the football off this week. We'll be diving into a lot of basketball. We'll dive into Benny Williams today, our takeaways from the exhibition, and a whole lot more. It's all coming up on the Locked On Syracuse podcast. You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in. Thank you for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen every single weekday. We are here with you guys. Tim Leonard back with Tyler Rocky today after Anthony Gibundo. Welcome back. Filled in. Yes. Good to be back. Good to be back talking basketball. I know you guys had plenty of thoughts on the BC game, and I'm sure we'll have some time to talk football at a later date. But man, the season is close. Another exhibition. Big win over LeMoyne, 90 to 50. Kind of checked all the boxes we need to check in the exhibition season. Got me even more jazzed up for this. And now it's all systems quick, go one week from today. Before we get into basketball, I, I don't know okay. how much of the game you watched. I know you had a little little vacay. I, watched, I don't know. You, you, I watched you were worth it. Wa- okay. Yeah. Give me a quick like three-word review uh, of the Syracuse football game, and then we'll dive right into hoops. Man. I think this team might be like sneaky good, honestly. Like I'm ready to – I don't know what you were was more than about three words, but all right. Well, it was three word <laughs> review would be Sean Tucker. Good. That's that's my three word review. Basically, oh, Sean Tucker. But great. I, huh? Sean Tucker. Great as well. Or all American because there's a hyphen, hyphen in there. So that's technically one word. Sure. All American. All right. Done. Yeah, I think I think we could win seven games. Honestly, I know all it's right. a tough schedule the rest of the way. But yeah, we'll have more football thoughts, I'm sure. But I liked what I saw. I mean, first half was rough, but second half was good overall. They made some nice adjustments there. We missed it. Anyway, I complimented Sterling Gilbert yesterday. You did? I missed yeah. it. Gosh, <laughs> that that must have been second half then, because first yes, half was, was not time half. to compliment Sterling. No, Gilbert. no, no, no. Yeah. No. Well, they no. they finally leaned into the run in the second half, which was good to see. But all right, so basketball, ninety fifty win. My biggest takeaway from these exhibition games, and there's not much you can take away, right, from seeing these. Yeah. These are two teams that aren't very good D2 teams. They didn't even play last year. LeMoyne's got a whole new roster. Their best player goes down. We know we know all that. Huge size advantage. But I thought we're moving the basketball very well. And I think yeah. we all expected that. It was still good to see it. It's a very unselfish team. I see 21 assists in this game, 26 assists in the first game. I like that. I like the way that we are moving the ball. We're playing together nicely. The pace game, I like, obviously the assists are nice, right? But the pace game, right. I didn't take as much away. But the LeMoyne game, I did take a little bit more away from the assists and the ball movement for one reason in particular. Pace was, a, or uh, LeMoyne was a feisty team. From what I saw out of them, like, you think about it. Some of those kids are local guys. They've played against each other growing up a little bit. They were a feisty group out there that's my big takeaway and to see them move the ball against a team that was playing a little chippy with you and like to cause a little bit of havoc with you I thought that was a good sign and like you mentioned the 21 assists Joe Girard moved the ball well I thought yeah pretty much everybody moved the ball well Jimmy uh Benny uh Buddy right. uh, all these guys Cole everyone was moving Samir Torrance had a couple of nice passes too 
all of these guys were moving the ball spectacularly. And that's something that you tweeted this out yesterday. We're not too far removed from a heavy ISO set. Often. I know. <laughs> and, and they were really the bad. Team. Like, yeah. And, really and to see bad. the ball movement with this team now, it's night and day. Yeah. I mean, so Gerard, 20 points, nine assists, did have two turnovers, had an early turnover, but he really yeah. settled in from that point yeah. on. He mm -hmm. played very nicely, led the team in scoring. We're 11 for 26 from three again. That's back-to-back -back exhibition games. The exact same number of makes, exact same number of attempts, 11 for 26. And these 26. were more contested attempts yeah. than I thought in the pace game, too. Not all of which them. Which was good to see. Yeah. yeah, not all of them. <laughs> but it was either a deep shot, like we saw Gerard hit a couple of those really deep ones and, and weaving through some traffic. And then we also saw some, some better contests, I thought, out of LeMoyne, too. Again, not a huge team, but I felt like they got up in your grill a little bit more than pace did. Yeah, and Jim Boeheim postgame said some interesting stuff that we'll get into. He said something like, every time we need to make a pass, we've made that pass. Yeah. Or, like, we're always making the right pass. It's a very He's unselfish He's even thought team. Benny's overpassed at times, Yeah, too. which was interesting. We can dive into Benny. That's going to be our 10th thought today on just our overall expectations for the season for Benny. It's also sort of interesting, and I know the buddy did get a little hurt, I guess, when he rolled his ankle or whatever in the first game. But this was not, this is two games. Buddy has not led the team in scoring. He only played like 25 minutes in this game. But it wasn't like, okay, Buddy Beheim, All-American bandwagon, here we go. Like, he yeah. wasn't dominating the ball either. I thought that was kind of interesting. That is, yeah. And maybe that's part of what they're trying to do. Because I feel like Buddy, when he does have the ball in his hands in these exhibitions, it's stuff he's working on, like getting into the lane, taking some of these tough jumpers, trying to get to the basket a little bit more. I think the same can be said about Gerard. I think he's tried to get to the ball a little bit more frequent or a little bit more to the basket too. Sure. And we'll see how much that ends up happening during the season. Again, probably easier against LeMoyne than it is against even your, your first opponent of the season in Lafayette a week from today. But that's what these exhibitions should be for, working on things that you've tried to develop over the offseason and doing it against someone other than your trainer or your teammates. And yeah, that, that's, I think, what, what we've seen play out so far in these exhibitions. Right. And Jim Beheim said postgame, Buddy's maybe passing a little bit too much. Maybe should look to score a little bit more. I think he's still going to lead the team in scoring. Don't get I me too. wrong. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. Maybe it's not as wide of a gap as I thought in this Cole's two good. exhibition games. Cole's, and, and Cole looks like the second leading scorer right now, yeah. I would say, confidently. Yeah, he, I mean, he's got a nice stroke to him and just his size, too. I mean, I, I know he's going up against LeMoyne, but six foot nine is still going to be a pretty significant size advantage at the four, at the three, wherever they end up slotting him in the starting rotations. He's still going to have a pretty solid size advantage over some of these guys and be able to shoot over the top of them. Yeah, I think rebounding still cause for concern a little bit, and I'd like to see maybe the forwards be a little bit more engaged on offensive rebounding, getting a couple more bodies down there. Just because, you know what's funny? Well, you bring yeah. that up, and when I watch this team on the offensive glass, it feels like it's the new, and maybe it's because the new guys are the bigger guys of, of the group for the most part, but... They're the ones that are getting after a lot of these offensive rebounds, I feel like. Like, you always see Benny's done a Benny, nice job. Yep, Benny, yep. and I feel like Cole making that last effort. You, like, sometimes you see, whenever you're watching basketball, there's the guy who comes in with the little arm swipe late on some of these rebound attempts. It always feels like it's Benny or Cole. And I'm not sure if that's right. a product of them being new to the system or, or just their 
forwards and they're going after these these offensive rebounds a little bit more. But um, yeah, because I, I feel like I mean, and I don't blame Buddy and Joe for getting back on defense. Probably the right thing. But when you have a specific defensive set that you run, like this, this is always brought up with Virginia and, and even with Syracuse. You want to get back and prevent as much transition opportunity as possible so you can get into your defensive shape, your defensive set. And that's why you don't see teams like Syracuse and Virginia get a lot of offensive rebounds. You want to get back in that defense. And I'm wondering if having these new guys in and them not necessarily being as familiar with it are why they're going for more offensive rebounds and not necessarily getting back on defense. But Jim has said, he would like to see a little bit more of a dedication to crashing the offensive glass. Yeah, I think what happens a lot is Cole is just playing by the perimeter a lot, right? Like he's out there yeah. because he's a great three-point shooter, and then someone else shoots a three. And a lot of our three-pointers have come from offensive rebounds. That could be a huge asset for us if, you know, Jesse's main job should be crash the glass and then find Buddy. Like those kick-out yeah. three-point opportunities should be a huge part of our scoring this year. It's just, I don't know how many offensive rebounds we're going to get. And they bring in Jimmy Bayheim to play some of the five in this game. He was out there for a good chunk of time. Bayheim did say post game that that's not something he wants to do often. I thought some of his comments on that were a little bit interesting, though, because yeah. he said if Marek was still here, he would probably be the five, but it's different this year, basically. And I think the way he put it best is when he said, I'll put it this way it's not something I'm hoping to do. Right. put Jimmy at the five because they really did get out rebounded pretty badly when he was at the five there. Yeah. It seems like a break glass in case of an emergency situation with, with Jimmy. And I think this year, I don't expect to see Syracuse do that with Jimmy at the five, because you've got Frank, you've got Jesse, both of them have gotten solid run so far in these preseasons. And then we'll see, does Barama come back? And then now John bull, he's dealing with a nagging ankle injury, but I mean, he'll be healthy presumably for yeah. the start of the season. How ready is he, though, to shoulder some actual playing time? That's the other question here. But I just think there's too many centers now on this roster that are getting experience or have experience that I don't think it's going to be a situation. Like, something has to go extremely wrong to have Jimmy at the five because Bayheim's right. not comfortable with it, and I don't think you and I are either. Yeah. All right. I'll have some more thoughts. And I think we'll both have some more thoughts on the center position in just a second. Then we'll dive into our 10 thought today. What to expect from Benny Williams this season? Is he going to live up to the hype? That's all coming up. But we want to remind college football fanatics about prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love it. I know you guys will too. They're the leader in college sports daily fantasy and they offer more college football props than anyone in the world. And I'm sure they're going to be doing some college basketball soon as we get closer to the season. You can do some cross-sport stuff, which is really fun. Maybe take a Schrader over, combine with a Gerard over, an assist or points, something like that. Might be a lot of fun. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. And all new users that deposit right now, use our promo code to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That promo code is all one word locked on L O C K E D O N. It's a 100% deposit match up to $100. You pick two to five players on an over under in their projection, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use the promo code locked on and go to the app store today to download the app. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, 
including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. So the center position there, it's interesting. I think with all the hype with Frank and Jesse, I was really sort of hoping maybe for a little bit more from them in these games against lesser competition and not a lot of size. And I'm not going to overreact or underreact because it's just a little bit of time that Frank was out there and it's just a couple games here. But I'll say this. I think if we hadn't heard this hype around Frank Anselm, I don't know if my opinion of him would be that different about this season. I I didn't see a lot from Frank that made me like, oh yeah, he's definitely turned a corner. I'm still going to believe some of the hype. And I think Jim is even talking about him a lot better, but I'm not totally there with the center position to the point where I'm like, yeah, those are our two guys. And I really trust them right now. So here's one thing with Frank that I noticed. And I think it it translates whether you're playing against a high school team or, or you're playing against a pro team. But one thing that I've seen with him coordination which is something that has been long lost at the center position for this Syracuse team he catches the ball cleanly which is something that I like that's something that I think of all the the centers that we've seen come through Syracuse lately he's probably the best that I've seen so far at at the simple task of catching the ball which can be difficult for, for centers I like his rim running too, his ability to get end to end but one thing that I'm a little shocked that we haven't seen more of and this is for Jesse and for Frank too haven't seen more of the lobs and trying to get them up and mm-hmm. let them use their athleticism over some of these smaller centers. And listen, you're going to go up against some teams in the ACC that have a center that's six nine six eight. You're going right. to run up against some of those lineups. We've seen it in the past. I mean, feels like Virginia Tech every single season. It's a it's a center that's six seven six eight six nine somewhere in that neighborhood. And I just would like to see it specifically in the case of Frank because I think that's kind of the way that he was tabbed when he came in is his ability right. to use his athleticism and play above the rim offensively. I would like, I would have liked to see a few more lobs to him in the preseason. Yeah. And I don't know if that's something they're storing in the back pocket for right now, but, but why? Yeah. I mean, yeah, use it I mean, now. Let's, let's yeah. get these guys up to speed offensively. I think we saw some of it between Jesse and Joe, some two man game action. Frank did do a little bit more in the first game offensively. I'm not saying he was bad, but I thought there was a world that I'd maybe come out of these two games and feel a little bit better about the center position. And also, I thought there was a world where I'd come out and say, Jesse 1A, Frank 1B. I think for me right now, I feel Jesse 1, Frank 2. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm just not... But it's as good as you felt about a 2, I think, at the center position in quite some time. Right? I mean, the backup situation where... If Jesse were to go down, God forbid, I'd be okay with having Frank out there because I think he's active. Uh, he can catch the ball really well. And, and maybe this is all just a product of Syracuse doesn't use their centers offensively enough. Like I think it's that. Yeah. It, which... I think that's really it. Because like even when you see Joe or Buddy get to the basket, they're not looking to pass as much. I think the guy who's really looking to pass to the centers when they're driving is Benny. Like, believe it or not, yeah, you I mean, see Joe him driving. Passing more this year, a little I, bit, I would yeah. say. But I think 
Joe and Buddy have made a concerted effort of, okay, we want to try to get to the cup, finish at the rim. And maybe it's just that's what they're practicing right now. And, and the passing might come later when they get into the actual season. But the guy that I see making a concerted effort to try to get it to the bigs on driving kicks or on driving dumps has been Benny. And but listen, Benny's probably going to be the guy that puts the ball on the floor. Him and Samir are going to be the two guys that put the ball on the floor and look to dish because they'll, they'll be the ones moving to the basket the most, I think, out of these offensive right. weapons. So let's get into Benny and our 10 thought on him, which is basically, will he live up to the hype this season? And I guess that's kind of a tough question because it depends on who you're asking. I mean, some people have. Let's Carmelo define what Anthony. the hype is, right? Like, yeah. let, let's put our definition of what the Benny Williams hype should be, because like you said, there's polar opposite ends here. Some people are like, oh, right. he's a sixth man. Some people are saying he's he's going to win this team a championship and be the most outstanding player of the tournament. So for you, exactly. what, what does what should the hype level be for Benny Williams? So I've always said he has a high, the highest ceiling of the forwards, and I think I stand by that, even though Swider looks just ready to go a little bit more mm -hmm. than maybe I even anticipated, and it's two exhibition games. But I would say the hype would be just a very solid starter in ACC play this year. Like, will he be, you know, 25, 30 minutes a game, probably double digits in scoring, maybe lead the team in scoring a couple games? I think he can get there. I'm not as confident maybe in him being the second leading scorer after seeing no. how Swider looked and how, and at, at the end of the day, I don't really care who's the second leading scorer. No, it's just a fun exercise to debate, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I mean, the hype is different depending on who you ask. I don't think this really changed my opinion on him one way or the other after watching these two games. I thought he was a little bit better yesterday. I think we see tons of potential there, tons of athleticism like we thought. Yeah. Maybe the three-point shot and the shooting is a little bit less than I anticipated, mm -hmm. but that's yeah. about it in terms of changing my opinion. Yeah, he had that double hitch, to sort of awkward jumper. It went in, but like yeah. it was one of those things where it's like, oh, I don't know about that one. But uh, here's what what my level of of hype that I want to build him up to be. Uh, I think he can be an All ACC freshman team guy. I think that's what mm -hmm. he should be striving for. And if he can live up to that, I'll be very happy with his freshman season. I don't think he's going to be an all ACC guy in terms of like the actual first, second, third team. Like, I mean, honestly, I, I get it's two exhibition games, but there have been some translatable skills in the terms of Cole Swider, where I think it's not too far fetched that he might land on one of those teams by season's end too. Maybe. I mean, yeah. With the way that he's played. So, and his ability to, to get a bucket. So, no, but I, I think that the level of hype that you you are allowed to build Benny Williams up to is all ACC freshman team. I don't think he's going to be freshman of the year. I mean, if you've seen some of the the Duke tweets and highlights of Paolo Bancaro, I mean, right? My goodness, <laughs> if there's any solace in the the K retirement tour here, it's that we get to there's see a lot not. of Paolo. I'm sick of it. No, already, no, no. no. I, yeah, <laughs> getting to see Paolo is actually pretty special. I, I I'm pretty yeah. excited for his season, but um. No, I, I think freshman team, if he can get to that level, whether or not he's a starter or a sixth man, I, I don't really care too much. Um, but right. I, I think that's the, that's a fair sort of target. And that's what I think Syracuse fans should expect out of him. I think he's got to be a sixth man. And like I don't really care that much either way. I'm with you there. And it should be this way. Like Cole should be ahead of Benny at this point. Cole was the so top Jimmy. recruit who's... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been playing for now three years at a high-level school, and we knew that Cole Swider could shoot the basketball. It's not that surprising. 
I think Benny's passing and playmaking impressed me a little bit more. So maybe that is yeah. something that I'll change my opinion on a little bit. He seems to be helping out in a lot of areas of the game just by being out there and being athletic, like 11 points. He had five yeah. steals in this latest exhibition game. Did have two turnovers. He just flies he had, around. Like, yeah. He had one block shot, which was, uh, I think he said, get the blank out of here afterwards, yeah. which is oddly yeah. picked up, which is pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, but look, four for five from the floor, three for three from the line. He's yet to attempt a three-point shot. I think it's pretty obvious that he doesn't have the quote-unquote green light from Bayheim to be shooting threes right now. And even the way Jim said, we want him to get in the lane and think about scoring more in the lane. He definitely has the green light to make plays. Yeah. It's just his shooting's maybe a little bit further behind than I thought. But he plays with a very nice feel for the game, which we were told about, and it definitely looks that way right now. I think in terms of the, the three-point green light, that's a good point. I don't know, though, if it's necessarily a a mark of his skill, per se. I think it might be, we've got all these other dudes that can shoot. We don't need yeah, you to true. shoot threes. Right. We need you to get in the lane and provide a little bit of inside presence so they have to respect us defensively from the inside, and then we can kick it out to the perimeter because guess what? You're a pretty good passer, as we've seen. And if you can create that sort of space and get Cole, Joe, Buddy, these open threes, that'll make us a better basketball team. I think that's the message Jim Beheim might be surveying across to, to Benny Williams here. And it's not, I don't want you to not shoot threes. I just, I think we're a better basketball team if you're shooting twos and, and getting in the lane a little bit more. All right, more thoughts on Benny coming up in just a little bit. But betonline.ag is back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. They remain your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head over to their new updated desktop or mobile website. Sign up today. Totally free to sign up. And when you do sign up, you receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just by using our promo code. That is locked on to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, still going on as we're talking right now. Still some World Series bets out there. NHL, boxing, UFC, great time right now to be watching sports and betting on sports. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the games start. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. I think with Benny, he's probably going to lead the team in scoring one or two games, and he's going to yeah. have these pop games where it kind of comes together. Like I think it's going to be very Malachi-esque. Like the, the season that Malachi yeah. put together, you might see a game where he goes off, and you're probably going to see a game at some point. Now, I'm, I'm not going to say 0 for 11 from 3, but something of right. that nature where he, he's going to go 0 for from the field and just have a rough go of it. it it's going to happen. The, they're freshman growing pains. And when you're not going to be relied upon to be the guy every single night, you're probably not even relied upon to be the second guy most nights either with the way Cole's playing and Joe has shown his flashes too. I think he's in the perfect situation. I really do. 
I mean, right. with a guy who's a playmaker, that's going to be on display so much this year because of the talent that he has surrounding him. And I think he's going to help out these centers offensively too. I brought it up earlier. I think that the guy who does the best job of facilitating some of these centers right now, it's Benny and it's Samir. Yeah, I, I would say Joe's up there too. And I think you're right though. Like Benny has looked very good at getting in the lane. I'm going to be very interested to see how Bayheim handles him from a perspective of like how long is his leash, which leash. I know he hates that word, but we've seen freshmen come in like Joe Girard and they kind of get the keys to the kingdom. And at the guard position in particular, he will give guys like free reign sometimes. And then there's other guys that if they're not doing the right things in the zone, automatically you're out of there. Like maybe will Benny play 10 minutes in ACC play. If he starts out slow in a game, maybe, but at the same time, Benny's unique to me compared to other freshmen because like we're talking about, he has a lot of these skills that not a lot of the other guys on the team have. Even though he's young, even though he's unpolished a little bit, he is so athletic and so active and can do so many things in terms of getting in the lane, creating for others that we kind of lack on this team. So it's important to make sure that I think you let him stay out there and grow and kind of ride through some of those struggles potentially. But we'll see if Aheim does that. I think the leash is a little bit longer because... I think Jim Beheim respects the ranking next to his name. I mean, look at the last couple of guys that he's had of Benny's caliber. I think of guys like Tyus Battle and Malachi Richardson. Even though Tyus didn't also start. Also Jalen Carey, right? I mean, I Carey guess, it's a little a bit higher. Leash, I, guess. I, I think <laughs> Beheim. I mean, these are like a different tier. These guys are, are borderline McDonald's All-American. I don't think Jalen Carey got Carey quite to that like, point. Carey was like, what, 35 in his class, though? I mean, thought it was like was outside, supposed to be good. Outside 40, but regardless. I think his 24-7 um, was out a little worse than his ESPN okay. ranking. But yeah, he was anyway, supposed to be good. Anyway, the, the point here is that those guys have gotten sizable leashes, I feel like, as freshmen. Tyus, Malachi, they, they were kind of let, let, let them be freshmen out there. They're going to make their mistakes, but they also had some solid support systems around them that allowed them to thrive as well. And I think that's something that we talked about with Benny. He's got that solid support system around him where he's got a potential All-American running the, the wing alongside him. He's got a guy like Joe Girard who's been around the block. He's got a guy like Cole Swider who's been a part of a championship culture for a couple of years. So he's got the guys around him that are going to make life easy on Benny. And I think that's really important for a freshman, especially someone as skilled and with the playmaking ability that he has. Yeah, I think he could have a similar type of season to Quincy's freshman year where he's out there. I think he'll play maybe a little bit more than Quincy did as a freshman. And hopefully he's, he's healthier. Doing... Like, remember, the yeah, big thing with Quincy right. was he was not healthy that freshman. And yeah. you could tell he was not healthy. I think right. kind of it's a giant hypothetical world, world here, but if Quincy were healthy, that's kind of what we might see. Right. I think... So you bring up like Malachi Tyus battle. I think he's going to have games where he scores very well, but I don't think he's going to average a lot of points, like maybe eight points yeah. a game or something, just because he's sort of not a score first guy right now from what we've seen. And if he's not shooting the way that maybe we were led to believe, like if he's not going to attempt any three point shots, I think he's just going to be out there to get in the lane and make plays for others. And I hope that he is a little bit more aggressive in the lane. Cause I did see some of that, that Beheim was talking about post game yeah. and he can definitely finish. And I think he's going to score points, but it's going to be an interesting, like eight points per game where 
he might hit 20 a couple times. And that's like, he has that potential in him. I just think his net average is maybe going to be a little bit lower than fans are expecting. But at the same time, I know that he's going to be contributing in so many other ways that I don't really, I don't think I'm going to pay attention yeah, too it's much not to concerning, his game. Right? Yeah. It's almost like Marek, where he wasn't always going to be that leading scorer on the team. Almost never was the leading scorer on the team. But he was. you could see the ways that he impacted games and how important he was to the flow of the Very offense. Very consistent. You, yeah. yeah, you needed a guy like Marek out there. And, yeah, people want to pin that on, on Jimmy this season, but it, it might be Benny with the way that he can rebound, facilitate, he can score. And I think one of the encouraging things, too, is Jim Beheim saying he needs to shoot more. He knows. Yeah. He, he's seen the offensive flashes in practice. And I think we're going to see a couple dunks this season from Benny Williams that just oh, yeah. shut the dome down. It, it'll shut the dome right. down. And I, I'm excited for those sort of moments this season because one of the other things that I've picked up on him is the physicality that he plays with. I think it's it's borderline almost out of control, which is, I say borderline because I don't think it's an issue per se. If it were an issue, I would flat out call it out of control. But it, it's one of those things where he's a freshman, he's going to learn, to, the game's going to slow down a little bit for him too. But I think he's a very physical player, which I like. He's aggressive. And that's something that with freshmen can be kind of tough at times, especially at the forward position. Sometimes you get the feisty guard. Like I think Joe was an aggressive freshman. But but Benny, to me, the physicality and the aggression that he plays with, it could win you a game or two, whether he's getting a rebound over someone, he's getting a block, he's getting a dunk. I think he's going to be able to win you a couple games this year just on a little play he makes here or there. Yeah, and I would say he's still, for the most part, in control. I, I think he has a nice pace to his game, sort of a nice like cadence. Yeah, the I way didn't he mean plays. that to come across as like a, a negative on his game. It, oh, it, yeah. It's more of a feistiness yeah. than a a control thing. So it may, I misspoke a little bit there, but no, it, I, this, I think I yeah. agree with you. Yeah, it's also interesting to see how he'll play because it seems like Beheim's doing all right. Subs come in all at once. I don't know if that's going to stay through I'd guess these no. exhibition games. Yeah, yeah, I would guess no as well. Because I like the idea of him and Cole out there together because they're kind of opposite players in a weird yes. way. Like Cole mm-hmm. can shoot and he's not I want to see him out there with the shooters. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's probably our best lineup right now is Benny, Cole, Jesse. And then, of course, the backcourt we all know is going to be that backcourt for most of the season with Gerard and Buddy. So, I think Jimmy has looked solid and that maybe makes me a little less like, I don't know if Benny's going to actually start at any point this year, but again, I don't really care as long as he's playing 25, 30 minutes. Agreed. Yeah. And listen, like Jimmy's not going to be an odd man out this season. I think he's proven that he can hang with these guys. He's gelled well. Um, And then it's going to come down to what do you, I think too, like with Benny, we, we kind of talked about this earlier. How is he going to adjust to maybe being a bench player? Because, I mean, you think back to his entire career, he's probably never been a bench player before. And that's yeah. a totally different mindset, becoming a sixth man, whereas Jimmy at times has probably been a bench player over the course of his career. I, I think even in college, he's been a bench player before. Um, so I, I would like to see maybe Benny get – if he's struggling, which sounds weird, but if he's struggling, maybe get him into the starting lineup at some point this season maybe just because mentally it might help him out a little bit. Whereas I think Jimmy's probably more adaptable in in coming into certain roles and situations and and can fill that void that way. Right. 
All right, well, we're going to continue our Syracuse basketball preview series, our 10 thoughts, 10 burning questions, 10 topics before the season here. We're going to have two for you guys tomorrow. Going to dive into Buddy Bayheim. Will he be an All-American this season? There's been a lot of buzz on that front. What can we expect from Buddy? And also probably talk a little bit about the defense, maybe some Jesse Edwards. We're going to definitely flesh out these 10 thoughts as we get closer to the season here. It's a great time to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, also check us out on YouTube. You can subscribe there so you get reminded when we drop our new videos on YouTube. Going to have some additional stuff coming on YouTube as the season gets rolling as well. So we're free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Check us out on Twitter as well, at LO underscore Syracuse. And we'll be back with you guys talking more hoops tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.